0: hello and welcome to clamp the creating living and making podcast i'm your host grant alexander and i'm joined this week by morley kurt hello and adam mackie hello and this week we have a special guest ethan carter i'm guessing I, i should say hello yeah. <laughs> I, stole, down, I stole up, Adam's
1: hello tone of voice this week. <laughs> it's I, very I, radio-like.
0: <laughs> uh, well, welcome, well, Ethan.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, of course. So, uh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I feel like uh, we've we've all talked so many times uh, between you know Hangouts and podcasts and Instagram. So it's, it's it's fun to actually be together, all four of us. So it's great. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Well, so what's uh, what's in your clamps this week, Ethan? Oh, I go first. All right, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna throw well, it right in there. Yeah, just throw me, throw me in, um, here, coach.
2: So in my in my clamp this weekend, uh, this week, uh, well, two things. So I, I'm working on a video um, that is I'm dragging my feet like crazy. It's I'm procrastinating like crazy, uh, but it's a a leather stitching video. It's kind of like a leather stitching three ways, a how to kind of video um just more so i can just refer to it it's one of those kind of videos so in my other videos i don't have to explain my stitching every time uh but yeah it's taking me forever because it's not my typical type of video so i'm really struggling with like the structure and uh you know it's a lot more on camera and stuff like that so um so i'm working on that but that would also be like probably the past four weeks and the next Ten weeks would also be my plan because <laughs> I'm really procrastinating with it. Um, in terms of actually making, I've got a couple things uh, in the works. I've got a couple. It's it's funny. I'm usually uh, usually someone that has kind of one bigger project and then like a lot of little unnecessary leather projects that kind of fill in the Instagram gaps. Um, but I, I I've started three three or four kind of bigger projects that I'm really excited about, but none of them I have a clear vid- vision on. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. have four things that are like. Just barely started and 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 so so I'll pick one of them, so I don't bore everyone um, <laughs> i don't know I don't know if you guys have ever seen have you seen the uh it's called the grill gun so okay. it okay so it's um, basically have you ever seen the, like uh, the attachment that you put onto a propane tank to like burn weeds or like start charcoal yeah. so it's just got mm-hmm. kind of that like big cup at the end of it and it like it's like a th- flamethrower more yeah, or less it's, just,
0: it's like the the uh the Tesla boring company flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Grant has. Oh, yeah. My brother brother has it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So
2: there's this guy um, that invented the grill gun, which um, is basically it looks like a handgun, like picture a handgun with that attachment to the end and you hook it up to a smaller propane tank and you can kill weeds or start charcoal. And he also makes a smaller one. uh, That's he calls it like the sous vide, not the same spelling, but the uh, the sous vide, which is, you know, to torture your, your steak or whatever. Long story short, um, my buddy, uh, um, uh, Nick of Build Dad Build, he does a lot of uh, shushu, uh, Shushugi And so he's been working with this guy um, and using his products. And Nick reached out and he's like, can you make me a holster, you know, a leather holster for this yes. thing? And uh, I was like, maybe, but it's also like, I can't do it without having one. So anyways, he he hooked me up with a guy that invented it. He sent me one. And so I'm currently in the process of kind of like prototyping and trying to figure this out. It. You know, one, I haven't made many gun holsters. Oh, I haven't made any gun holsters. um, But there's also a couple unique things with it where if you think about a holster, it's usually uh, the, the, the point is skinnier than the back. So you can kind of slide it in. Yeah. For all of you that aren't getting the visual, this is a great visual. Um, but this thing has that big cup thing at the end. So you can't it's like it has a big it silencer in. on it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. It looks like a big wide silencer. Uh, they, I I got to stop using my hand gestures. Um, but so that's one problem. Cause you can't just slide it in. So it has to kind of have like some kind of snap system, which I haven't figured out. And then the other thing is that, that, the end of it is super, super hot, obviously, when you first uh, when you first turn it off. So it will burn through leather or burn your leg. So I'm trying to figure out some way of fireproofing and hooking up. So, again, it's, cool. I'm totally in the prototyping. I, 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 pro- I told the guy I can't promise I'm going to come up with anything fantastic. But uh, <laughs> if you if you want to take a chance on me, uh, shoot it to me. So it's it's it's, I'm, it's fun. I'm excited about it. But it's also cool. kind of a, it's not a straightforward project.
1: So it's funny that you mentioned that, because right before we came on, I saw Nick post the video of his grill gun.
2: Yeah, yeah. So now that's a sous vide. Yeah.
1: So now we know that not
3: only is your phone listening to you, mm-hmm. but it can also tell the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty crazy.
3: Exactly. I'm curious so, to know, yeah. how much do you need to use that to need a holster? Uh,
2: Nick, Nick uses it a fair amount. <laughs> he I, does I, so, so
3: much Shoshugibon stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, he really does. Oh. Um, I think he has both versions, too. But... Yeah, it's a challenge. It'll be, it'll be fun. If I can do it, I don't know if I'll make something that... Uh, the deal is that if I make something, I'll make one for Nick and one for the owner. Um, mm. I have a feeling I can make something that will be fun for both of them, but not something that will be like something that they'll ever want to produ- mass produce. You know, if that makes sense. But Cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I've been working on.
3: You might become rich. The owner might want to build build a build a make it so they can sell it. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like super exciting. I'm I'm excited to see that. I uh I've got a lot of like thoughts on what you could do, but I would probably need to see the gun before
3: I can even I was going to say uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let let, well, let, let well, me give well, you my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: and I have some thoughts. I mean, it's it's one of those and it's it's also a little bit of like I can't believe I'm talking about it cuz it might be a complete bust and I never finish it but um uh, but
0: <laughs> but Grant I'm going to we'll, we'll talk after this cuz I would like to I'd like to hear your ideas. So. Yeah, I'll will t- take a look at it. Um All right, well, Adam, up, what's in what's in your cl- clamps this week?
3: I haven't really done much this week to be honest. I've been doing mods on my car. Um mainly just painting everything that is black black again because it's all faded from the sun being a 10-year-old car.
0: Um in Australia.
3: yeah because we have a different son here and um (laughs) um and as i said last week i was working on the video um woodwork the second video for woodworking for kids and i actually never did it so i'm gonna be doing that this week um i got i got the dinosaurs cut out and then my son's actually at his grandmas at the moment um because we had some stuff going on here so when he comes back I'm just going to get him on the scroll saw and cut it up into pieces that's and yeah wonderful. so yeah I'm excited to see how he goes on a scroll saw four year old on a scroll saw should be fun he'll probably love it he'll be amped he's probably better yeah. than
2: I am I'll, get, I'll guarantee
3: that <laughs> well I bought um, I bought the spiral blade so it can go in any direction yeah,
2: yeah that seems like that makes a huge just, difference
3: yeah, yeah definitely If okay. he, if he had to try and think of which way it's going to cut like no nah, that, that's too much for a four year old to think of it's too much for me to think of. i know like, <laughs> so many scroll saw blades
0: like trying to just go like Dink. Oh. And they're like when it's like when it's turned
2: like you know 90 degrees yeah. you're like it doesn't look right but i'm yeah. gonna keep pushing through yeah
3: surely the blade will fix itself yeah exactly right <laughs> huh.
0: yeah.
3: it's supposed that's to get all looking right <laughs> right
2: right <laughs> burning smells right <laughs> that's, how, that's how you know it's working
0: well, how, how about you, Morley? You got anything in your clamps this week? Yeah, so I,
1: I didn't have a super productive week because I um I mentioned going to that cottage uh last week. We actually went back this weekend, oh. which was very nice, very relaxing, had some beautiful weather. Um and then I was supposed to come back on uh Wednesday because the scenery shop had some more work for me, but it turned out that they started a day early, so I came back on Tuesday. And the past two days, I have been working on the scenery install for the next season of Top Chef Canada.
2: Oh, wow. I saw that. Was it in your stories today?
1: Yeah, I posted a quick story today. Yeah,
2: it looks awesome.
0: Behind the scenes of Top Chef.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Um, So we built this, not we, the shop built the scenery for it, I think, four years ago. And they've been using the same scenery with modifications since. So it was all in trailers on the lot and we we're unloading it putting flats together um essentially like I, if you can picture like when you're watching a cooking show you don't always look at what's in the background but it, it's basically like this big fake industrial kitchen room uh so we're building that in a sound stage uh it's, it's real. really cool sorry
2: it's, it's not a real, real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well it's i mean it's a real kitchen you can cook yeah, in it right. but it's not a real industrial building <laughs> uh so yeah it's, it's it's cool it's like it's uh it's very interesting uh, they actually so this is kind of a cool little tidbit. Um, there's l- long stretches of what looks like subway tiling. But what it actually is, is they took MDF, put laminate on top, and then CNC'd the grout lines. Hmm. And then sprayed the grout lines. And then the spray paint just wipes right off the laminate. Because um, it, it would be a ton of subway tile. It'd be super heavy. And with all the bringing in and out of the trailer, it would all crack over time.
2: Didn't didn't uh, Laura Kampf do something like that? Like yeah, she see, she made uh, plywood tiles. Plywood tiles. But yeah, it was yeah. the same kind of concept, right? It's like paint and then CNC. Yeah. yeah. That was su- that's such a cool idea. It makes so it, much sense.
1: It looks so
3: good. Like, yeah. it looks amazing. That's awesome. So something I've been um, tossing around for a bit for doing some mods in my car is you can buy these plastic, um, <clears throat> like, things that you stick onto the side of your doors and it just, like, adds a little bit of texture to it and i'm going to be cutting them out of um eva foam and then spray painting them with plastic dip so it's like very similar so oh. cut out the design and it will look like it's made out of plastic because you can't buy them for my model it's for the next model up uh, gotcha. but yeah Ooh.
2: that's cool yeah that sounds awesome
1: yeah it's like some of the scenic painting that's done on this is incredible like they're that that's where a ton of the artistry comes in 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 scenery is these painters who make wood look like rusty metal and beams yeah. and it's like you step back five feet and it's like right it looks that's exactly the beauty right.
0: is is the camera's back 20 feet and then yeah. it's on a 27 <laughs> inch screen or maybe a 70 inch screen but whatever it is it's you're never going to get close enough to be able to to examine it to see it's wood that's really cool yeah, yeah. i think that's that's a, such a
2: cool thing about that and you know uh, uh, even like you know set design and stuff like that my, my grandmother was a, a artist and uh when they retired and stuff like that uh, they did worked with their local players, which, you know, the kind of the community, um, mm. acting players. And I just remember as a kid being like, that looks like stone. And then I get up close and it doesn't look anything like stone, but you know, it's like, <laughs> it, there is such an artistry to, to, to that. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really cool.
3: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, and it so to assume cool. a lot of the time you're in a rush too. like, it, yeah, like so you can't make things perfect. And right, and right.
1: Exactly. Um, uh, that kind of does segues into our topic. Um, but not quite yet.
2: (laughs) Not yet. Um,
1: yet. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's nice. Like with the install, we don't, we have a good amount of time. Like there are people coming in behind us, putting in all the ovens and appliances and everything else. Apparently some like really nice appliances and stuff, but we're doing, we're not doing that. We're doing the, like building the walls and, um,
3: yeah, kind of like the big windows and everything that's going in. So, so you'd have to think about that when building the set, wouldn't you like the heat from the ovens and all that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, good point. I guess so. Yeah, um, I, I think with, <laughs> I, I would think with
1: modern ovens, the heat is taken into account in the appliance itself. Like it's all open in the back, right? So it's flats, and then the yeah, oven's okay. not like completely surrounded. It's just sticking through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it's we'll funny. Like you, we're taking <laughs> these old like flats out of trucks, and you can see like old grease splatter from old seasons. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it's kind of funny. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's nice work um i'll I'll only be there a couple more days uh before i go back to the states for a week and in the meantime i've also been working on some more embossed leather keychains um this is for that local restaurant across the street that i made i made the um, notebook cover for the owner a little while ago like earlier this year Mm -hmm. um and we we we, before covid kind of started um she wanted to do some like some smaller things for their grand opening um Obviously, which is not probably going to happen anytime soon. Not since as grand. All, yeah. yeah. It's all socially distant patio. It's been a very like <laughs> underwhelming opening. The softest opening ever. <laughs> yes. Very tentative.
3: That's a good but way to test,
0: test, test the staff really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so like
1: now they're doing like patio seating and stuff. And she's awesome. Like she's like super involved in the neighborhood and supporting local businesses and stuff. So she's like, yeah, like I'd love um, – I'd love – I like reached out to her recently. She's like, Yeah, I'd love like a few keychains chains for myself. we definitely like to do something eventually. Um But yeah, they're coming out really crisp. I'm super nice with it. I've I I tried a bit smaller embossing and the the makers on Zoom having coffee one, the letters were into the leather. And I don't know what the technical word for this, but on this one, the letters are the only thing that is sticking up. So everything like else con- is pressed in. Like yeah, con- see that's X what I was gonna ask five. you.
2: because like, – if, if I can ask you a quick question, so every kind of embossing stamp or whatever with my logo, it's always the, my logo is raised, so it's pushing mm-hmm. my logo in, and it looked like on those, it's almost the reverse. It's like the everything, that's the empty space. So like the logo or the word is the empty space, and you're pressing the leather into it.
1: Exactly, but, yeah. So so the 3D okay. printed stamp, I didn't mention that, I this is with 3D printing, um, <laughs> is essentially like, it's the same thing as if you were to CNC out the letters of a logo. And so you're so pressing in all the negative stick. space.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I
0: think that looks that works looks like it works really well. It does, that, and that especially because I, it's yeah. pretty small. It's uh it, it reminds me of the license plate thing that uh, Jimmy made. <coughs> mm-hmm. He made the, oh, yeah. the license plate cuz that's what it it like reminds me of seeing the the raised letters instead of the letters being the ones getting pushed in.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's very exciting. I definitely like to do it more. And like, it's, um, I think because this is like getting a little in the weeds, but just real quick, like if I think sometimes it, it, if you look at one of those embossings, it might look to more complicated to make than it actually is because there's a bit of a curve to the parts that are sticking up. Yeah. But that's only because the material that you're embossing is flexible so it right. kind of um, it kind of makes plastic. Sorry, it kind of moves plastically. So just by making like a cutout and pressing it in, you get that really nice embossing effect.
2: I think I might need you to have to hire uh, commission you a logo stamp because the ones I have just they don't work that well. But, so cool. Yeah,
3: we'll talk okay. sure. <laughs> Yeah, if lots I can't get business, my 3D printer working, you have business. to do mine. <laughs> you have to do my hooks, for me Oh, for your for your truck yeah
1: I, I thought you i thought you're uh getting becoming a fusion expert
3: oh no i'm fine with that it's the 3d printers their issue oh uh, okay but you got a bit of calibration this week right yeah I'm, I'm planning on pulling the whole bed off and um like just starting from scratch pretty much hopefully i can get it going nice good luck i'm sure you will
0: so what's in my clamps, you yeah, ask? Yeah, Grant, what, Brand, what's in your clamp? What uh, is in your clamps, Grant? Well, I I I'm, I fixed the squeak in my chair.
3: I don't think so. No. That was a weird.
0: Part, you can't mm-hmm. hear it. Okay, there's, there's a big spring. There's a big spring that it used to go squeak, squeak, <laughs> and everyone can't see, but I was leaning back, and then there's like this side bit that like squeaks when I go to the side, and, and it's still there, but I... It's a chair made nineteen fifty four, guys. Okay? I like a little squeak. bit of squeak to it, but for the most part the squeak is gone. So I was on a conference call with uh at like this is where I also sit to do like my <laughs> office job. And I was like on a speakerphone dealing with uh with a stakeholder and uh I just, like, leaned back, and my my chair went, squeak, and then I had, like, well, you have to lean forward again, right? And then I went, squeak, and I was just like, Jesus, I must sound like an idiot. So I immediately went out and got the got the WD-40, and of uh, started spraying everywhere, but now I can see I didn't get enough. Now that I'm sitting here recording the podcast, I can hear way more squeaking, so I'm going to have to spray it down even further. But uh, for the most part, just- the squeak is gone.
2: You just have a puddle of WD-40 under your chair right now?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
3: (laughs) smells great, (laughs) though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a sense of smell. So I've got uh, whatever, Asnomia or Asnomia, whatever it is. Can't smell anything. Insomnia of
1: the nose. Yeah, I don't know what it is.
0: I'm blind in my nose. Uh (laughs) Yeah. It's good for most things. Like I can, yeah. I can go anywhere and I don't have a problem. Like showering, meh. I don't even need to. Right, no problem. <laughs> uh, my wife, I'm sure, thinks differently, but. <laughs> uh, but I still don't like changing diapers. So, yeah. So uh, the other thing is uh, is I'm going to be shaving my beard. What? Yeah, for cancer. Oh, uh, nice. Hopefully, not uh, yours. Yeah, not my cancer, no. Uh, For my mother, she was uh, recently diagnosed and she asked me to shave my beard, um, mainly because she doesn't like it. But she (laughs) used that as like the way to guilt me into doing it. Uh,
1: Oh gosh!
0: And I went, okay, I can do it. So I'm going to be doing a fundraiser. I'm going to be releasing a video on September 1st, and through all of September, I'm going to be raising money. And then I'm going to do a live event at the end of September to uh, shave my beard off. So I don't know. Please
1: tell me you're going to be doing it in stages.
0: Yeah. So like, what I think is like, I might give the. like the highest bidder if they want, they can tell me where like to which line to go. So there should be like one line go. I don't know. I haven't figured all the details out yet, but choose how you do it.
1: Yeah. Literally the opposite of November. Yeah. It's a
2: beard and it's shaving it shaving it off versus growing yeah. a mustache. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, that's awesome that,
3: Adam? Adam? Thanks. I uh, said so you get to choose how you do it, right?
0: Well, I'm gonna be doing it, so yeah, <clears throat>
3: yeah. No, no. I mean, like, you don't have yeah. So, please use the razor blade. So okay, Ooh. I want
0: to the use the Yeah, because it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like has one of my promo materials like say in it because when he we, we had him on the podcast, he was like, "What oh. is it sharp?" And I actually said, yeah. oh, "I think I could actually shave my beard with it." So I have an idea. We're if- gonna try. We'll try. Love it.
3: You need to make a Jackman sized with the Diresta blade handheld razor. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking, but it's yeah, the wrong absolutely. razor, right? It's, it's uh, the
0: wrong type of razor. Yeah. Yeah. You could
3: still make a handle for it.
0: I what? know. It's, it's the night. Actually, that'd be kind of cool. Cause that was, yeah.
1: wasn't that the whole impetus for those blades was like, everyone can make their own handle for it. You don't have disposable um,
3: razors. in yeah, yeah,
0: but they don't use those blades. Yeah, not like I said,
2: not a utility knife, but you could you could definitely convert some make some kind of handle that would hold that.
0: Yeah, hmm. Hmm. I I don't have enough time to do that. Yeah, but if someone not. wants to three D print it and send it to me, <laughs> you have make it one you out out a of leather. I I have things happening in my life. Uh, I, I, Unbelievable! Like only one person dare can, you. Only one person can guilt me into doing anything, and that's my mom. Okay. Uh, how do I find your mom? <laughs> <laughs> she, she'll she'll be like, if we do that, he may not do it. He may not go through with it. So I don't want to force him to. Um, anyways, Great uh, doesn't
3: realize that his mom listens to the podcast, and she's going to call him up straight after these releases. Yeah. She probably will.
0: She does listen to the podcast. I can tell because huh. I look at the stats. And I can know where she lives, um, <laughs> and and I'm really creepy about searching on you know where everyone listens from, because uh, I'm a weirdo. Anyways, <laughs> everyone listening right now is like freaking out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I but, know where you all uh, live. <laughs> yeah. the uh, The last thing to move on to other subjects. The last thing is I, I finished the video. About the key holder I did for uh, de- uh, Deadrise Woodcrafts, um, I made it from an old wheelbarrow uh, handle, and I made a key holder for it. It's the video is going to be released before this podcast comes out, so that's all fun and good. But it kind of brings me to this uh, to the topic we want to talk about today, which is uh, you know when do you consider a uh, project finished? Because for me. Like I've literally done it. The person has it. They've done an unboxing video and everything about getting that video, but it's still not done. That project's not done yet. Mm. Uh, but that's because the next thing is I'm going to do an Instructables for it. Mm. Um, so it's, it's not done. It's still not done. Right. And then, you know, and the video will have to be released and all that fun stuff. And, so it's kind of like when do you actually consider a project finished and that's just one example of of why a a project could never get done um well
2: and that's a it's like a not an emotional thing it's a psychological thing though it's it it's always there right it's always nagging yeah i mean i can i i can give my two cents it's actually something it was my thing of the week last week uh on um mine and vincent's podcast and it was it's a video. Um, but I always say this wrong, so and I uh, I always stumble, but it's uh, Jake uh, Conte. He's the the the, fa- the founder of Patreon. Uh, he's also a musician. Um, he's he does like tons and tons of stuff. Um, but Bruce Ulrich sent me a video uh, that he made um, on how to increase productivity, and it was exactly about that. I mean, it, it was a little bit more about like pro- uh, videos and and books and that kind of stuff. But it was really interesting because he he it was exactly that. It was like. Things, things. There are things that that finish, and then there's things that never finish. So a, uh, you know, sporting events finish, right? There's a winner, there's a loser, and and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but create uh, a lot of creative things like YouTube videos or, or books or projects don't ever really finish because you can always do more, uh, right? You can always tweak them. There's no de- definitive end, end. Moment to those things, and so instead of thinking about those types of things as finishing those, it's uh, it's publishing, right? So you decide at a certain point that you're going to publish it. That doesn't mean that it's finished, but it, it's a it's a moment of where you publish it, and that's and so the most productive pe- or the most prolific people in the mm. creative space generally are the ones that can can do that. They can they can get to a point where they feel like it's ready to be published, and they and they move on to the next thing. Rather than worrying about it being finished, because finishing doesn't exist. And to me, that was a really, really interesting perspective on on that. And uh, and it's it's had me thinking more about how you know my workflow and and my uh, you know my production and things because I do I do I mean I said it on on my podcast is it took me a year to start to make my first YouTube video after I said I wanted to make my first YouTube video, and it's because I was worrying about making a perfect youtube video until i realized that i didn't
0: that it was not going to be perfect and i just published it that was the first time so right and I, so i it took me a week from when i said i wanted to make a youtube video to when i put it out it good took me a year to get it as good less. as your first video <laughs> right so there's something to be said about waiting a little bit right and, and well, that's, trying, that's, the, that's the balance though right? right neither of us neither of us were did it right right like
2: neither of us did it right <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it. Yeah, exactly. right. like, yeah, it, depends it depends on the person. Yeah,
3: exactly. Right. It depends. It depends on the person. Like I, I um, like Grant decided I want to make a YouTube channel and it was like, I think not even a month before I put out my first video, but I've gotten to where I am now from making videos. I, I like every new, every video I learn something right. new or yep. change something. And, you know, so uh, yeah, it all just depends.
2: Well, I think that's exactly it, though. I think and that's that's the place where I've gotten to as well is I, I've stopped worrying about putting out the, the perfect video or the, the best at it. I just yeah. tried every video. I tried to improve on something or 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 try something new or add something. And to me, then that is enough for me to feel like I can pu- publish it. Right. I can put it out there because I'm doing something that makes me feel like I'm growing. Um but I, and I can accept the fact that it's not. It's not. I'm gonna look back on it and and want, wish I had done things differently. But I, I don't know. I knew I I did something to to
1: grow. So it's funny. I, I when I when we first thought of this topic, um, I didn't even think about when do you consider like a video or a content or something published. I was thinking of physical like physical project, which is interesting. Like I actually. I I feel like knowing when a video spe- let's talk about specifically videos knowing when a video is finished is very easy for me. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have um a really good sense for that in terms of like my own expression, right? Um and 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 maybe that's maybe that's in terms of kind of having like a vision for the video and and going from that. Um but I I definitely struggle with knowing when like a physical product is finished. It's interesting. And I found that something that's like every project is like an incremental learning experience. Um, Like six months ago, this was way harder than it is now. And it's still even hard, but like just, just setting expectations I found with, with with doing commission work has helped a lot. And like knowing what the value of my work is and being like, okay, like this, maybe this edge could be 50% more burnished, but
0: but it's still really 50% more. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But even that, that brings up a really good point of like, <coughs> when is enough enough? Like mm-hmm. even stuff you yeah. look at, like sanding, like, yep. do you need to go to 5,000 grit? Maybe, probably not. But is 220 okay? Or is 320 okay? Like, when are you finished sanding? When are you finished anything? And I know for me, it's always whatever everyone says, one step below that. <laughs> right? If everyone says you need to go to 320, I go to 220 and I go, yeah. I've done enough. Right? Yep. If everyone says you need to do three coats. I'm lucky if I get two on there, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's just my way of thinking. It's like I—that's I, when it's finished to me—is I always cut it a little bit short, and I'm okay with the eighty percent solution. Mm-hmm. That's—I think—I
2: mean—I think, I mean, I think uh, generally speaking, I think that's a really healthy, healthy way because I think that last twenty percent is—is more for our own for our own sake, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's more for our yeah. us to feel than than the person's going to care about. Um, so I think that's actually a really healthy. Healthy mindset.
1: That's something that, um, like going back to the set building, that's what a lot of guys struggle with. So, I mean, like a lot of guys in the scenery world might have been trained as woodworkers. They might have a background in building cabinetry for million dollar homes and they are used to very tight tolerances and very tight miters. But the fact of the matter is, when you're building stuff that's going to be filmed and put on TV, It only has to look as good, number one, as the specific situation requires. And number two, so that like a TV camera doesn't pick up the flaws. And so we were literally running across this today. Like there was one guy who was just – he was getting too caught up in the little details. And you just have to be like, no, like this is fine. Like no one is ever going – no one will ever point a camera into the corner and see that these two grout lines don't exactly match up. It's we have way too many other things to do to get wrapped up in this little thing.
3: I, I feel but, like I, so, my um, making was made for TV. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Is yeah. it wrong that that's how I make my videos?
0: <laughs> that's the same with me. Like when I, so I only ever do one code to finish, I know I should do two. but I only mm-hmm. ever do one because at one, the second coat doesn't change anything from the visual perspective yeah. on the the like, the video you can't tell when i've done two coats six coats or 30 coats of teak oil you can only tell when i've done one it goes from like light wood dark wood great we're good to go let's <laughs> let's move on <laughs> well,
1: i think just I, throw I, some that's, water on it
0: that's, yeah.
2: that's the interesting thing though about i mean again like content creation versus product sales right because to your point morley I, like that if if i make a wallet and or if i make something some unnecessarily stupid project for instagram that i you know it's it's Again, it's 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 for the ideas, for the concept. It's not. I don't worry about it being perfect by any means. But if someone commissions me to make a, uh, you know, all and they're paying me a ton of money, I'll, I'll I do I pu- I will put on that second coat, that third coat, because mm-hmm. they're going to end up ha- handling it. But so it's there's a t- you know a time and place for both, and and it's, there's a balance for both. I think.
1: You know, I, I mean, I actually think if we're talking about, let, let's just stay on like commission work for a second. Mm-hmm. I actually do think um, that's where pricing plays a huge role. And I think it's something that like a lot of people are very uncomfortable with, but that is so important. I feel like when you're, when you're talking about pricing, it's when you're having that conversation with someone about like what they want, it's making sure that you have the same, like if they want an heirloom piece, you are knowing that they want an heirloom piece, or if they just want like a cool belt, you know that they just want a cool belt and making sure you're on the the same page. You're like, okay, this is going to take more work. It's going to be, two hundred dollars rather than a hundred dollars or whatever whatever like it's i I found that just practically um, being having a clear notion of your pricing helps a lot with like knowing when something is done
2: well i think it's i think Ah, it's you you should be honest i mean you should be honest with them you should have those honest conversations you're like i can do this for this price but if this is if you're expecting this it's going to cost more well i just made I, I just made a leather catch all for someone and they're not a maker and you know, they're not whatever. And they wanted a different kind of like a really nice kind of leather. And I said, I can do that, but the leather costs more. And so that will cost you more. And I'm happy to do that. But you have to understand that that is costing me more. Therefore I have to charge you more. And he was totally fine with it. That's not always the case by any means, but, but he, yeah. but I was honest with him. I wasn't just saying, I have to do it for this price. You know, it was, it was kind of explaining that there are differences in materials and some people get that. A lot of people don't, but.
3: Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't do commission work yet. I'm hoping to, well, not commission work, but I'm hoping to make furniture to sell eventually. But when you, when you talk about um, like finishes and stuff. So if I'm making something for a video, just to get it out, like say, for instance, when I made the um, Japanese thing for the origami, mm-hmm. like I just did a coat of paint and that was it. It was done. I just did it done for the video. I didn't care. But when you take into something like my workbench and something that I use every day or try to, it's something that's something I'm going to put like 10 coats on. Or, right. you know however many i need to do um but like you said like something that you handle that you that people are going to be handling and touching is something you're going to put more effort into with that sort of stuff it's just exactly what i've done my with my like shop furniture
0: mm. mm-hmm. to- yeah i and so i i wish i could say i was that good but i know f- me is that i also see i put one coat on i'll put a second maybe and I'll go, nothing changed. I see no difference <laughs> at all. Why am I putting more coats? I know more coats like adds to the luster and it like it can and it adds to the protection level and all that like great things about putting more coats of like polyurethane on something. But I literally look at it and I go, I know how to put the coats on. So <laughs> if it wears out, I'll just put more coats on then. Right. right. Like I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. like I know it's way more work later, but I'm also going like, eh. You know, but I, I brought this up with my wife, uh, over dinner tonight and we were talking about, she makes, um, these like, uh, I don't know, collages are, isn't exactly the right word, but she likes every year for our anniversary, she makes a, a collage of our life that year with pictures, and One they're all life, like, yeah. D- yeah, they're all different depending on the year. So like collage isn't the right answer, but whatever, uh, you know, she makes a project every year, um. And we were actually talking because, you know, they're around our dinner table and she's like, you know, I I make them until I I couldn't, you know, I feel comfortable. But now that I look at them for the next, like the oldest ones, like eight years old, uh, she's like, there are so many things I would have done differently and so many things uh-huh. I wish I could improve upon. But because there were gifts and like she doesn't want to start taking, you know, the gift she gave me, take it down and like, and redo it. And I'd be like, well, that's, that's my gift. You can't do that. Right. Like it's not yours anymore. Well,
2: I, I think something like that though, too, is it's kind of nice to see the progression. I don't know. Personally. I mean, those types of, those types of, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of nice to be able to look back and say, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't what it is now. Same with like our YouTube videos, right? It's It's yeah. nice to be able to look back and say, look at, Look at how much I've improved or look at how much different techniques. And, but yeah, so, but yeah,
0: I can't watch my first 10 videos like my son. So I built my son, like these little cars, a little car and a little truck and, he, and it's a 10 minute video. It's, I, I don't know why YouTube keeps recommending it to people. I can't watch it. Like I literally cannot watch it and he wants to watch it all the time. So I'm actually re I re-edited it. I took all the original footage cause I never delete anything. And I re-edited the video to my new style, and I'm going to be releasing it sometime in September, That's um, awesome. so th- so that I can then have I'll point to that video, and it's also kind of cool because it shows the uh... so it's like that project was never done because I you know even now I'm I'm re-releasing You're still the video. working on it yeah right? Right. and I'm gonna have a captured like I have the moment I gave it to him when he was like six months old, and now I have the moment he's like two and a half so two years later he still plays with them all the time. Oh cool! I'm gonna try That's and capture like him playing with yeah. it candidly to show how this project like
2: is worth doing. Well, like, and you realize that YouTube will not recommend this
0: next version to anyone, even though <laughs> <laughs> I know, like the old ones. We know like, what you're like, doing,
1: Grant. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> gotta like delete the old version because I'm like nobody needs to see that. Don't delete it. No, because yeah,
1: Grant, yeah. like I feel like what's so cool about your videos yeah. is like or those ones in particular, like it is, you're making something for your son. Like it's Absolutely. so special. it's so genuine in the moment that like,
3: it, you're never going to be able kitchen? to replicate
1: that.
2: The outdoor
0: kitchen, right? Yeah. The, the mud kitchen.
2: Yeah. That, I think that might've been the first video I ever watched of yours. And it oh. was like, it, it was super touching. Exactly. I think there's a, there's a really touching element to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree Morley.
0: Like you got to keep that. Cause it's, okay, it's part it's- of the. And Ethan, go watch that old video. <laughs> and then tell me whether or not it's okay. I'm not going to delete it forever. I'll just remove it from YouTube. Like, there's a well, well, yeah, making it not public. Yeah, between like, uh, like, like deleting it forever and just making it so that no one can see it. Because yeah. yeah, there's some of my videos. I'm just like, oh, no one should see that.
3: <laughs> Why can't I watch it?
0: Well, because you didn't. You probably have already. Because I we, I we met have. around the same time, and yeah. uh, so. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Wasn't your mud kitchen like your last video?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the bent wood that yeah. I forgot to put on the... Yeah, yeah. Bef- yeah, before the bent wood. No, then there's a spar
3: gauge. Yep. That oh, that's way. right. I was just making fun of Ethan. <laughs> 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 well, he only just subscribed to me today, so... Oh, oh I see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, throwing shade. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? So I I, I was I, subscribed I watched...
3: to him, so...
2: <laughs> I did watch the uh, poster <laughs> hanging video as well. And the backpacking. Yeah. So I've, I watched, I watched since the Mud Kitchen. I I did not watch the Front Door re- Reno, but oh, since no? the Mud Kitchen. I've oh, that's one it. of the best videos. All right, I'll watch
0: it tonight. Well, have you watched the Bentwood like the lighting video? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I just you never yeah. know. You might have just like <laughs> you were on vacation when it came out. So it
2: it was. Did you email think, them? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right, because <laughs> if not. <laughs> We're we're sticklers for that. Um, no, yeah, it was. And, th- and thank we we were gonna be do this last weekend. I mean, last week. Thank goodness we didn't, Grant, because my service was like, like basically you could get
0: texts and that was it. So yeah, was, wow. Yeah, that was not good. But um, yeah. So you, you know, I I also like there's a so one other thing aspect is like when when I think about this, um, I think about. You know, there's different types of projects. Like mm-hmm. you were talking commission pieces, but sometimes a commission piece is a commission piece that you end up putting on a YouTube video. So that whole project yeah. becomes bigger than the physical piece, right? Right. Sometimes it's just the physical piece. Sometimes it's bigger than the physical piece, and sometimes it's something like, you know, one day you're gonna have to refinish that coffee table you made, right? <laughs> so, is a refinish? Yeah. Were never- you ever? Were you ever done?
2: Yeah, that's interesting
3: hmm but it's also if like say for instance i made the um the drawers to put all the screws and all that stuff in the consumable cabinet or every single one of the handles that i put on the drawers has broken off so i need to i need to find another method of a handle so does that mean that that project's not finished yeah right Uh, right Take take into account my Midasaur station. I took the swinging doors off and put sliding doors on. Does that mean that that wasn't finished? Like, it's it's such a hard, right? Like you know, like something could be finished, but then a year later you think, oh, you know what? I would have rather it this way, and then you change it, so then it's not finished. So
2: well, it, well, to that point, though, should should projects ever be finished? I mean, some or should some projects ever be finished? And, and maybe they shouldn't. Some some things maybe yeah, shouldn't. yeah exactly. Be and you adjust and as you learn more, you, you, uh, you know, add more to them. And, and that's, maybe that's not a bad thing, right?
1: For we, sure. I yeah. It adds a ton I'm of like care.
2: It should be finished, but maybe that's, maybe that's a wrong mindset sometimes that it shouldn't be finished. It should be a
0: ever, ever growing project throughout the time. And I think it yeah. it changes on whether or not you have control over it later. Right. Like, if you're making something for someone, you give it to them. Unless you have some sort of rock-solid warranty that you're offering with your products, it's finished then. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right? Right. You give them but the it, leather belt, it's done. If they come back a year later and say, well, this leather kind of wore out, you go, well, it's because you wore it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, came, I came a ton away. I need an extra hole.
0: Right. right yeah.
3: <laughs> so let, let's um let's quickly talk about Jimmy DeRusta yet again. Um, take into account say so his his um picks the ice picks
2: mm-hmm.
3: even even to this day after selling god knows how many hundreds of thousands probably even like the last it was within the last few episodes of making it he said that he found a new way to make them
2: yeah Yeah. and if uh, he's added the magnet he's exactly uh,
3: did you guys
1: ever watch his like original ice pick video when he it was like screw the two ends together how much has just changed from there
3: yeah Yeah, exactly
1: which is actually i found that i found that that whole story of his ice picks very empowering not just for the product development but for the fact that like he has evolved the process so much And this might sound obvious, but that it hasn't like devalued the earlier ice picks, right? Yeah. like sometimes I get caught up, I think in like, oh, now I'm, I'm better. And I know a better way to do things and I can produce things to a higher quality. And it makes me look at my past things and be like, oh, those things are not as good because now I can do it better.
2: It's vintage Morley.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I I think like I look at an old Jimmy Dostom ice pick and it's like, Oh, that's still great. Even though the new ones are probably better Mm -hmm. in some incremental
0: way,
2: better in in quality, but not in necessarily, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying.
0: It's because his quality was there the whole time. It's his process that changed. Yeah. Right.
1: So the product, but I mean, he's talked about it as well. He's talked about like, you come across material deficiencies and like the original picks he was using weren't as good. He realized that in a certain batch Mm
0: -hmm. and he made some from China. And he realized Mm. that wasn't a good idea because nobody wanted them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, like yeah, he, he did the China ones for like 35 and the other ones for like 65. I don't know. Those numbers are just made up, but like he sold yeah, out yeah. His, the more expensive USA right. made ones faster than the China ones. And he was just like, well, I'm not going to do that again then. Right.
1: Yeah. But who could have predicted that? Right. I feel like that's like an experiment you need to do just to see like, Oh, the real value in this is people knowing that Jimmy made them. And that well, exactly. Well,
2: that, and I think that's what comes with the brand and, uh, and the personality. I mean, that's people Definitely. are paying the $65 partially, you know, partially for Jimmy, right? right? Not just the functional aspect of the ice. I don't think I, I've, I can tell you, I've never chopped up any ice with my ice pick. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think many people would have, but that, that's also where Jimmy comes from though. Isn't it? He's, he comes from like the toy industry yeah, with. Right. Prototypes. Yeah. So, and I think that's where people like we, we've say like the ice picks with the older ones is people would be like, Oh, I've got the original. Mm-hmm right you know, so and like, they value
0: yeah. on that for sure yeah and i would like to have one but both yeah. times i tried to order one they were sold out and instead i got other things from jimmy and i just went dear and literally the week so i got the razor blade like on the week he put it out and then next week he put out new stock on his on his ice picks and i went <laughs> what the hell jimmy <laughs> it, so
2: so uh, me and bruce had this had, had the same um Challenge of like we we wanted both of wanted ice picks for a while, um and so I, I was just on you know just happened to be searching one day and and the ice pick mini was on there so I ordered one right, right away and I think it was maybe like nine thirty ten o'clock at night and I texted Bruce right away I think Bruce went on at like eleven thirty and they were sold out <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: Well, well, now that we're talking a little bit less about finished projects, a little bit about <laughs> stuff we really like, I think we're going to move on over to our clamp mandations. And uh, yeah, so we're going to start off again. We're just going to throw Ethan under the bus oh, and me. Start, th- th- start with you.
2: All right. Well, I was going to do I, – I I, I'm going to do a half and then a full one because I was uh, I was going to steal David Bacciuto's from making it this past week which was the Weird Science uh YouTube channel uh and specifically the 1984 video. Um and I was intrigued because I was born in 1984 and me too. I watched it. Yeah, so I watched it and they didn't mention me once. So that's why it's not <laughs> my thing of the week. Uh, or my clamp 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 How is it? Clamp- what? Clamp mendation.
0: Clamp mendation. It's, like, it's like recommendation but with clamp. but clamps. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: So instead, I will do. Uh, I'll I'll give a little love to Justin Garage He put out the f- first video, and actually tonight, I think today he dropped the second one. I haven't watched it yet, but the first video on his um, uh, sofa fridge and one. I mean, I hadn't seen a ton of his videos, but like the amount of like personality and character that he puts in those in his videos are hilarious and and you know i think that there's a fine line where it's like can come off cheesy he he does it really really well so um and so yeah i thought i I, the first bit uh first episode on that whole thing was was really well done it it balanced funny um but also some really cool techniques and some uh problem solving that i thought was really really cool so i'm excited for the rest of the series um and i'm just happy that he has finally finished it so, so yeah, so that that's my recommendation. Uh, Clamnation, I can't. You, you're gonna Mendation. Give me uh, dubs, like subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Some subtitles on an
0: audio podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When audio is better than what I'm saying. just record
1: himself saying Clement in
2: Manda, yeah.
0: Just yeah. after we're done, record it like five or six times. Send us the best version, and we'll and- insert it here.
2: But I'm going to do it like very different pitches and yeah. voices like, clearly as not that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Deal.
3: Like, like you're recording the voice for a SatNav. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what about you, Morley?
3: So for me this week,
1: um, <clears throat> I, I mentioned this. Maybe not. Maybe it was on Into the Spotlight. Maybe not here. But um, I, I've kind of had a big thing for videos of live concerts since uh, COVID hit. It's. i've always enjoyed watching those but um especially like not being able to go to live any events any live events um it's been really good for me um and everyone i think lots of people know about npr tiny desk concerts oh, I love They've, it. Uh, yeah, yeah they they take uh some amazing artists they cram them in the tiny npr uh studios put them on in a corner and they do like uh they do a live show they're amazing. Everyone should check them out. But since COVID has started, they've been doing NPR Tiny Desk home concerts. So they um, basically, they do little mini shows with artists. They record them remotely and then release them under the NPR Tiny Desk name. Um, so there's two recently that I've seen that are incredible. First one is um, my probably my favorite rap group of all time, the Flatbush Zombies. I've seen them live three maybe four times um it's incredible
3: um i'll just leave it at that and they i thought for sure they're gonna be a metal band
1: you know Something actually like they kind they 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 have some like metal vibes there's a lot of a rock band yeah. yeah no they're they have also that they're very rock and roll they're awesome um they they have like a whole five-piece band with them they have background singers it's it's really really good Um, The other one I actually saw right before we hit record is uh, from Adam's neck of the woods, Tame Impala. Uh, He put a Tiny Desk concert out just a few days ago. And uh, so for the people that don't know, he does kind of like experimental uh, psychedelic rock sort of stuff. And um, the original project is just him, but he tours with a couple other guys and they like recreate a lot of the sounds he makes. And it's really, really good. Like, he's, he's a great singer. He's just like such an amazing musician. He's like bouncing around from like samplers to drum machines. And I, I don't think I'd ever really seen videos of him performing before, but. What was the name again? Uh, Tame Impala. It's, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I do know. Yeah. The project. Oh, what's the guy's <laughs> name? Kevin Parker, I believe. Yeah. He's from uh, Perth. He also has a, like a really interesting story. I think a lot of, as like, just like a maker, I kind of related. He, he kind of like started in engineering and like realized music was his true passion. Really interesting guy. Just like his Wikipedia article is very inspirational. So yeah, the NPR Tiny Desk Home Concerts in general is my claim. That's awesome.
2: Morley, have you, uh, have you ever uh, checked out Audio Tree?
1: I've heard so many people talk about them, but I haven't seen one. So, it's, so explain it, like, give me the, eleva- the audio tree elevator pitch.
2: Yeah, well, so, I mean, I, I, it's a similar concept. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a low, low budget, but kind of really authentic vibe. And, um, I've only seen a few, but like, uh, like I really like the, the moon taxi, um, audio tree was kind of what introduced me to them. And it's just, you know, it's a really small studio. It, it has that kind of not NPR vibe, but that kind of like you know not overproduced kind of vibe um it's i don't know yeah it's it's just a it's it's more raw and less like produced but very authentic at the same time um and and they do i think they do if you watch the whole thing they do like some kind of question and answer and stuff too but it's it's yeah it's just a kind of a different very similar but a different vibe um, but still, very cool. I've only seen a few, so I can't, you know, I wouldn't recommend completely. But I, I bet you'd like it. If I bet you could find some that you'd like, if you like Tiny Desk. Yeah, and
3: I, I know some artists I love have done them. I just have yet to see them.
2: Yeah, definitely check it out. Sweet,
3: definitely. So I have to be honest; I have no idea what NPR is.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's like the American Public Radio.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. So like the BBC,
1: of the BBC it, in America.
0: Yeah, instead of calling it like British Broadcasting Corporation or the a Canadian broadcasting corporation USA just goes, We don't have to say where we're from, uh, it's just the national. national. <laughs> well, this is the national, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, national basketball association. <laughs> I don't know Some why it hasn't, no, it so has NPR it Trump, yeah,
3: so NPR is like BBC for radio, yeah, kind of, yeah, B- yeah,
0: right. BBC is radio, but and so was CBC. And oh. then a later broadcast stands for radio and television.
3: And it's like, P-
0: and like PBS oh. of radio for, for Americans. So again, that's yeah, for Americans. Anyway. For the public broadcasting <laughs> yeah. system, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. only public in the <laughs> America. Yeah. We we always got PBS. I thought it was Canadian, so.
2: <laughs> well, they do do a lot of, they do have a lot of Canadian and British things on PBS, to, surprisingly. Not surprisingly, but. It's because
0: it's cheap. They just buy it cheaply. They, Because they can't afford a lot because it's public. (laughs) Mind (laughs) (laughs) blow. So what about you, Adam? What's your clamp mandation of the week?
3: So my video of the week came out um, this morning, and I quickly got onto the notes and wrote it down before Grant had a chance to because I figured he would try and steal it off me. (laughs) Uh, This morning, Pat Lap put out a wood turning as therapy well actually I think someone else made it and he put it on his channel. But it was like ASMR for wood turning. <laughs> it was such a beautiful video to watch. Like yeah, you just have to watch it. Yeah. It's I think
0: I saw it like last week. I don't know why, but I think I did. And uh it was really good, but I totally the whole time expected him to scream <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe that was the joke. Maybe he just put it there to well, troll you, his future fans.
0: You, if you do it all the time, then it's not funny anymore. So oh, you have to stop. Genius. So people if you yeah, guys want to see the video I made that probably has the most views, the video I recorded, I was the cameraman of, go watch uh, Woodworking uh, is So Relaxing by Pat and Lapp. Okay, cause I recorded that video with my GoPro, by the way, uh, and then he turned all my footage into uh, his little video there. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: that's so cool. I didn't even know about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wrote it down. Um, so I guess we're on to me. so uh, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna recommend something I've been reading. um, not done the book, but I've read a bunch of uh, Nick Offerman books before, so I can be pretty confident that. The book doesn't end in a way that I'm not. I'm going to change my mind on it. But uh, it's A Gumption by Nick Offerman. Um, so I've read his other books, and then I got reading this one. And what I really like about it is uh, he talks about a bunch of different characters. You know, he talks about, like, George Washington, and Benjamin Franklin, stuff like that. Obviously, it's American-focused because that's – like you know, we're in Canada. We get all the American stuff. But uh, uh, what what I like about it is he talks about the negative stuff, too. When he talks about these people, he doesn't just glance over the fact that like George Washington owned slaves. Right. right? He talks about it. And he goes like, "Yeah, that sucked. He was that was a jerk move." Basically almost exact words. Almost a quote from the book was, "That that was a jerk move." Um Uh, yeah, so that's what I like about it, and I just like his humor, so, and the fact that he's also, you know, into wordworking, and, uh, and of course French was Jimmy, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm hoping now that we just talked about the
2: fact that if you always do something, and then you surprise something, I hope that you hate the end of the book, just for the humor,
3: (laughs) for this (laughs) no no,
0: at the end of the book he says, and by the way, I'm a racist, no (laughs) No, I, I recommended, recommended it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate Grant. Inuit people. No,
1: <laughs> Grant, have you read Um Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. I when have. you
1: say gumption, I just remember it made me think yeah. of that. That's always gumption traps.
0: Yeah. So I've I've actually my wife is currently reading it. Um, I read it a couple years ago, and then I said like, Hey, you should just read it. And the first like for the first like I don't know how many chapters, she was like, This is the worst book. they're just talking about motorcycle tappets and adjusting the tappets and and I was like just keep reading okay just keep reading like give it a chance anyway she seems to like it now but that's a that's a really good like it's I think I need to read it again because it's been a long time
1: yeah it was a very it was a very influential book for me because I read it in high school um um, and uh, I I don't
0: like what's the
2: the 20 second cliff notes like what it it's it's a weird book
1: Because it's like it's kind of semi-autobiographical, okay. um, so essentially this guy takes a motor tri- motorcycle trip across the country with his son, and he's telling the story retrospectively. Um, but he's also like a philosopher and a college professor, and during this time he gets caught up in this whole idea of like what is quality and can mm-hmm. you define quality? Mm-hmm. And also at the same time he kind of is reflecting on losing his mind um, years ago. But essentially, it like it talks a lot about like, I mean the title like Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance is that he gets a lot of like pleasure and relaxation from like working on his motorcycle. And I think what I found a lot of the value came out of it is just like really knowing, like he he compares himself with his friends who are on this trip who have like the really nice BMW motorcycles, but they're terrified of them because they have no idea how they work. And if they break down, they won't be able to fix them. But he's driving this, like this old cafe racer, that he knows everything about and, and
2: you can like, fix with a wrench.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. it's That's it's, what I liked the most about it more so than any of like the philosophical quality. Well, the quality sessions are interesting, but
2: I, I definitely have heard the name. And so that's interesting. Yeah. All
0: right. I might add that to my list. So I used to have a Corvette and I sold it because i never wanted to work on it. Cause I was always afraid of like doing something I couldn't fix because like the body's made of fiberglass and like, it's just like, it's a beast beyond what I'd done. But I was like, when I really look back at it, I really shouldn't have been afraid to just right. kind of like, I've rebuilt BMW motors before. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't worry about my Corvette. Like, I don't know what it was, but they were just like, it's the same sort of thing. It's they like, it's yeah. like, it's a hang up and it's like a, a problem in your mind. And I needed to think more about the Zen.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Cool. So, the next thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna mention our patreon supporters so if you are on patreon and you're an f clamp level you get a shout in the show so it's uh leroy from big rock timberworks he's our f clamp uh level supporter there's a couple more of those spots available um if you want you can go over to patreon there's a pre-show and after show on almost everyone there's always a after show, but sometimes there's also a pre-show. Um, and uh, we also have sometimes some extra special Patreon uh, content uh, available. Uh, if you can't go on Patreon and you just want to uh, share our our if you want to support us, you can just share the podcast with a friend. Um, that's probably the the best way you can support us. And the other thing is if you want to uh, leave us a review, uh, we have, uh, every time we get a new review, Morley will read it in the accent of where that review came from. So, you know, we're hoping to get some more Australians to leave reviews. Uh, apparently, we're really big in Poland. We are in the top five in Poland last week. So, if someone could please, from Poland, uh, leave us a review, that'd yeah, be yeah. great. I have no right. idea how to do a Polish accent. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's the fun part about this, is that it will likely be... Uh, you know, interesting.
3: Terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we don't have any reviews this week, but uh, if you want to leave a review then uh, go for it.
3: I was just thinking on the way home from work today, um, if you have left us a review and we haven't read it message me on Instagram because we've obviously missed it. Um, sometimes we don't get the notifications like I, I have a a website that sends me them every time someone does one, but sometimes they miss them or, or I haven't got the notification. Um, and also we don't know where you actually are from. So if you want to make up something really hard for Morley to do, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like a character voice. That'd be cool. I'll try to do like, Ooh, like Morty
1: from Rick and Morty or something.
0: Or like the, the who is it that the the pirate from pirates of Caribbean. Jackson. I'm going to leave a review. <laughs>
3: I'm going to leave a review and name myself Pee Wee Herman.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, the I'll other thing I want to do is I want to thank uh, TF Turning for our theme song. It's uh, the little fun thing that plays at the start, maybe at the end. I can't remember. Uh, and uh, yeah, both. A, yeah, both. there you go. Both. <laughs> I always click off before the end. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so you missed. I was. So, so you missed it. the.
3: You missed the secret part after the after the ending music. Then
0: probably. I was part well. of the conversation, so I heard it the I heard it firsthand. I don't need to hear it secondhand. uh anyways, any other business before we move on to the outro No, I see a Not big that. bunch of staring faces, so we're gonna move <laughs> into where can you everyone find you? We're gonna start again uh with you know what we're gonna end with Ethan all right, so Morley, where can everyone find you?
1: You can find me at Morley Kurt everywhere.
0: And Adam. You
3: can find me at Make Your Mackey everywhere.
0: And you can find everyone. You can find me at The Grant Alexander everywhere. What about you, Ethan, what about you? Well, you can find me at hey. Ethan
2: Carter Designs uh, everywhere, uh, Instagram and YouTube most specifically. But uh, Ethan Carter Designs. And then also I have a podcast with Vincent Ferrari uh, uh, that's called Because We Make. Um, And you can find us on any platform. So,
0: And if for those listening on the day this comes out, they're doing a live podcast oh, on that, that day. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Oh, nice. Eastern I, Daylight, I like it Daylight Eastern it. Time, whatever it is, Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, they're going to be doing it on YouTube. I think so. I think that's yeah. where
2: we landed. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's go with that. <laughs> Grant <laughs> Dude, just blew the spot on,
0: on YouTube. Uh, uh, no, that, that's oh, where we're planning. Yeah. Yeah. So you should go follow Ethan and and he'll either you know put a community post or something like that out there if it's not on his channel there you go With that there you go uh yes. or on instagram maybe it'll be on there whatever you do go follow ethan <laughs> and uh and I'll, of course listen to because we make thank you guys
2: and thank you guys for having me on this has been a blast it was really it was really really fun. Yeah, thank you for
3: coming yeah thank, thank you, you. awesome just quickly before we go great you said people could find you everywhere does that mean you're on twitter now
0: I've actually always been on Twitter, but uh, I just, like, never used it.
2: Actually, uh, you know, I, I was uh, not on Twitter, and Vincent made me get on, so. And now he's left. He's uh, back. He's back. Yeah, he's oh, back. He's, back. <laughs> yeah, he's back? Yeah, he's back,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. God. This is, yeah, is going to
3: be our first week when where Grant didn't um, say rant. not Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> right. rant on Twitter. That's, that's right. I've,
0: If you can go follow me on Twitter, and you will see a dead account that has zero posts. So, <laughs> And that's how it'll stay. Except for the one – I commented once on the Clamp uh, Cut podcast just to see if anyone thought it would be funny, and no one did. Oh, we do?
3: we do a bit, right. Grant, I'm going to
0: reshare re-tweet. it. Yeah, yeah. Retweet it. See, I don't even know what to yeah. – retweet it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Grant. I'm with you. Put it on my Twitter stories. <laughs> yeah, I just feel exactly. such a twit when I get yeah, on there. Twitter
2: reels? What are Twitter reels? I don't
0: know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, that's where it's at, and that's where Ethan's at. Exactly. Yeah, nice. podcasting. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, and we'll see you guys all next week.
3: See ya. Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, I've heard the name. I don't think I've had it, though. Well, Muskoka is like a place. It's like the okay. Adirondacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's the Canadian Adirondacks. Which so here funny. in Canada, we call them Muskoka chairs.
1: Okay, so that's so funny. I was just going to say they have an, what I would call an Adirondack chair. Um, so as nice. their logo. And I, I remember I've talked to that with Eden before. She's like, what would you, she's like?" oh, it's a Muskoka chair. I was like, what are you saying? Oh, wait, are you serious? Say, that's what you call them? Yeah, they're called Muskoka chairs in Canada. Oh, I thought you
2: were joking.